0: from relay fm this is the pen addict episode 334 today's show is brought to you by squarespace Kane 11 and harry's my name is mike hurley and i am joined by brent dowdy hi brent dowdy hey mike hurley how are you today fine and dandy my friend fine and dandy indeed yeah i'm uh, i'm pretty
1: fine and dandy myself it's uh been a good week of pen addict-y stuff there's mm-hmm. lots of things for us to talk about. There's lots of follow-up for us to have. So I am looking forward to this episode for many, many reasons.
0: Well, let's just get it started then. Let's start with some follow-up from last week. We did the uh, Top 5 Pens episode. Um, mm-hmm. Feedback, as always, was wonderful from out listeners. We really appreciate that. Yep, um, got lots of, I, uh, lots of mails, lots of tweets. Good, good. I'm, I saw something in, in Refill, though, your membership mm-hmm. newsletter, which was... Uh, pause for thought after my goading of you to start talking about your favorite <laughs> pens instead of just what you consider to be the best you've decided mm. that i mean and we're going to get into a bit more detail about this later on kind of like mm-hmm. from a, i think an emotional standpoint but you have mm-hmm. come to the decision that you will be publishing your top five favorite pens asterisk uh on yeah. a monthly basis starting next year or quarterly basis just say sorry
1: yeah. Yeah. At least quarterly. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of a we'll see how it goes. But I think the biggest feedback I got out of that entire episode or just the list itself was that, okay, this is great. You know, we're we're good with this. And I appreciate it. And I want to know what you're using. <laughs> just like over and over again. And I, I get it. I get it. And I can do better with that. So I'm taking that... Feedback to heart, and I'm gonna start up uh, in January. I'm gonna shoot four every. I'm gonna shoot quarterly at first, and I don't know if I'm gonna call it a top five. I don't know exactly what I'm gonna call this new type of post that I'm gonna do, but it's gonna be based around me and what I'm using uh, the most, or what I'm enjoying the most, or what I find the most compelling. Kind of like. Uh, my my personal favorites type of list post um, that'll uh, I'll start doing because the people they're clamoring for it, Mike.
0: I uh, I saw in refill that you were wondering whether you should be including kind of all stationary items or just pens, mm-hmm. um, and, and I one hundred percent think that you should just be everything that you're using
1: should. be It's included. gonna be everything. Yeah, I think that's like, a
0: good idea. Here's just the five yeah. five things that I like right now. It can change, it could not change. I think that's a good idea. Because then yep. you know you you'll be able to to accommodate for recency and all that kind of stuff. So that'd be fun.
1: Yep. Yep. So I'm looking forward to it. I mean that's pretty much you know my my day-to-day life is using these things so i might as well and I, I never like take the opportunity to sit down and like write about like okay what am i literally carrying every day for the past month like i never mm-hmm. write that type
0: of post so i'm gonna start doing some more of that i think it'll be good uh over the past week all of the notebooks have been released just all of, <laughs> all of the pocket notebooks have been released to the world uh, should anyone want to get and, in the notebook business yeah n- it's it, well the pocket notebook business might seem like a tough <laughs> one to get into right now um, <laughs> do you want to start off by talking about the new story supply
1: yeah because it's super cool the i love so it's called morning like simply that like the it's not called the morning it's not called in the morning it's not called good morning it's morning And what this morning is, if I I told you this notebook's going to be styled after morning, would this have been what you come up with?
0: Absolutely not, no. Absolutely not. But it's
1: amazing. I love the story that they tell behind it and the feel of the design, right? It's it's a dark, cloudy fall slash wintry morning. It's cool. It's damp. Um, It's really kind of a neat cover, the way... It's displayed the way the artwork is. I don't know. I thought it came out fantastic. What do you think about it?
0: I I feel like the best like compliment I can give to this notebook is something that like I don't know if Story Supply would necessarily see it that way. Um, but the best compliment that I can give is this looks like something that Field Notes would make like just just the design of it is like it looks technically complicated and there is a really cool theme going on Mm -hmm. so like Mm -hmm. i'm not trying to say that they are copying anything i'm not trying to say that it emulates anything but just it looks like a really well thought out idea which Mm. has been communicated with a what i assume is technically difficult process or at least appears to be technically difficult to me um so so yeah i, I feel like it's something that a field notes release w- would have been so yeah I, I feel like that is a compliment yeah i think a type praise i
1: mean i think it looks great i i love this i gave a pack away uh last week and uh i know the winner was like super excited about it and you know i know people are getting these into their hands now and the the paper is always awesome that they use um for these notebooks so it's fantastic and if, if you want more from the guys behind story supply Gabe and Vito were are on art supply posse i listened to that episode uh last week i think that it came out um they were interviewed by Anna at um the DC pens show so that episode is uh out now art supply posse episode 53 we'll have a link in the show notes to that Next on my agenda, Mike. You see what I did there? Mm. My agenda. Mm. Mm. The pen, the pen puns and the stationary puns. You know, they're, they're 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 for the taking. Write notepads, meeting notebook, Mike. I have this sitting right here at my desk. It is a. I was gonna say work of art. It's not a work of art. It is. A technical wonder? I don't know. The way these notebooks feel and look in my hand is like, I can conquer the world with this thing. Okay. <laughs> like, the, the way the way Chris builds his products, they're like rock solid, purposefully made, high quality. Like, it feels like quality, you know, sitting here on the desk. I have the pistachio colored Uh cover one there's a black covered color one which i sent to uh jeff abbott to review for the blog and i am just i love this style for the the way you put it single purpose notebooks right so what did you yeah mean should by we that? explain
0: what it is so yeah. it is a notebook uh in an interesting 7x10 format which is uh, quite a tall format which has uh purposely printed pages that are made for meetings so it is a meeting notebook. So it has like kind of like a, I, I can't really very see, clearly see the columns on the website. So can you explain mm-hmm. what the columns say? Sure,
1: sure. So the top left is composer and date. So that, I'm assuming that's you and the date. Um, top right is just kind of like a title space and page numbers if you want. The left column is actions and the right column is notes and the right column is lined and numbered.
0: Oh, if they're and, listening, uh, I would like to give some feedback to the right notepad folks to, to make a, an image that you can clearly see this on their website mm. because they yeah. don't the, the image isn't clear. Like I know if I wanted to buy this notebook or if I was in the market for this notebook, I would want to be able to see what you've just told me because it is not possible to to see the headings so yeah see all of it yeah makes sense i I would want to see it so
1: so when i had my jobby job this is Mm -hmm. the type of notebook that i wanted and i could never find it
0: yeah well because you would just find a way to do it yourself right like in your own kind of like i'm just gonna write this part over here and this part over here and i'm gonna highlight this thing in such a way but it was always you know it's always kind of like messed up mashed up on one page
1: Right, so I used the Doan Idea Journal for that. You know, it's a big, bulky, heavy-duty notebook, and I would separate it out how I needed to. At the time, these things existed, but I didn't... These types of things existed, like Levenger has, like, a meeting pad, and Rhodia has a meeting notebook, but I didn't know of these things at the time until, you know, late years on when I didn't really have a use for them. Like, I I would have killed for this type of notebook at work. It's exactly the way I set up my work notes um during the day so i i i don't know what i will personally use it for sitting at my desk here but i want to figure out what <laughs> what it will be because i want to use it it's really nice
0: yeah i mean for the exact purpose that this thing is meant for me and you don't really need so much anymore i guess right 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 there are many 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 people around the world that would need something like this but it's just because we don't really take traditional meetings anymore you know i have like phone calls and stuff like that but this is really a more like we're all going to sit around a table for an hour or an hour and a half and we're gonna we're gonna get into it right like that's what this kind of notebook is for i mean even just like If you are a note taker for meetings, like, this is friggin' perfect, let alone the fact Mm -hmm. of, like, just, the you know, an average person doing it. But, like, if your job is to sit in meetings and take notes for people, like, Mm -hmm. this is like a godsend, I guess. Oh, yeah.
1: I would have used the entire uh, page, like, at least a page a day in my old job, like, being on, like, a nine-hour shift, you know, tasks and things that would come up and, you know, I could, you know notate it properly. I don't know. It would it would have been perfect. So, it's great. Next one, Mike. I'm really curious to what you think, and it's probably not fair because you don't have it in your hand, and I do, the Dome Paper Boxcar. So, Chad introduced two new products. Well, three, but two new styles. So, we have the Dome Paper Boxcar, which we're going to talk about first, and then we have the Dot Plot, which comes in the idea journal sizes, you know, the large and the small. So, what were your thoughts when you saw images
0: of the boxcar utility notebook? Uh, I don't really, I don't really have much of a feel for it. Yeah, that's
1: kind of where I, what I thought you would say. Not having it in hand, <laughs> yeah. like not like I don't. Uh, I thought it would be I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you I know? don't
0: dislike it. Like, like I don't look at it and be like, oh no. But like I don't look at it and right. I'm and I, I you know and I'm like, oh, I gotta have it. Right. So I don't.
1: This is another thing. I don't know what I would use this for. So it has these um, uh, railroad type um, lines and dashes. Is the page mark or the page markings? It'd be really good for like learning languages and writing and drawing and sketching things like that. As far as a note notebook, it's just, it's I so don't know how I would to use being
0: it. Being a full grid, I don't know what its purposes. Right, so mm-hmm. basically, the lines go across the pages horizontally and vertically. Mm-hmm. It's like a dot, like a dash pattern. A dash, um, yeah. But the is, tracks ish, yeah. It looks, and that's kind of like Boxcar. I said, you know, like it's supposed to look. Railroad track it's a clever, you know, it's a, it's a clever branding uh, mm-hmm. thing around what is essentially uh, donor come up with two new paper layouts. Right, this is one of them. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't fully understand it. Um, I you know like Independence in the chat room is saying maybe it's less distracting than a full grid. I don't see how that's the case personally. Like, <laughs> I just replied in the chat room I don't think so because <laughs> I think it, it's the, more the distracting. lines are so close together and they're so heavy um, it from just glancing at it, it looks like a full grid. Maybe if there were like the the vertical lines were fainter. You know, like they were were just like Mm -hmm. in a much lighter ink. Maybe that would help, right? That's Um, how a
1: lot of the Japanese writing pads are. So they'll be lined and then they'll have a faint vertical, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And this is a same tone vertical. I'm going to give this a shot because I have a specific project that I'm just starting on. And I think it might be good for this notebook. So I want to give this one a fair shot and see what I think. I adore... Let me just go out and say something you probably all know already. I'm a Chad Doan fanboy. Um, mm-hmm. I love his design style, like the look and feel of his products.
0: Yep, you are straight in the Doan zone, right? Like you. Would, yeah, I am in the
1: Doan zone. Mm-hmm. So this is just beautifully designed, extremely well-made. It's a really good price too. So these are five by seven notebooks. You get a three pack. How much is it? I think it's 12 bucks. Yeah, 12 bucks for a three pack of five by seven notebooks. It's pretty cool. What we haven't talked about yet is always been my favorite, favorite product of Done Paper, which is the Idea Journal. That's the big, bulky, thick cover, double wire bound, you know, crazy, sturdy notebook. So mm-hmm. this is that style. The The dot plot is that style of notebook with the thick covers and the black cover like he did for the moon camera. Yes,
0: seriously huge, wire like really big wire bound. <laughs>
1: This is a hardcore notebook yep. in the best way possible. Like this is like my dream notebook, the the gridded one, um, the grid plus lines, the dot plot. I think it's going to be good too. So it's dotted, but let's see, they're they're wider than normal. They're half inch spacing. The point five. So they're half inch spacing.
0: Or one point two seven centimeter squares effectively. Mm-hmm um is where the dots are are plotted. This one I like way more. Um because it is, you know, it's not restrictive on you and it gives you more space. Like Mm -hmm. I this one I this one I totally get. Like I get this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So but it's a different type of dot layout. I don't it's I mean it's a dot grid, but it's not a dot grid like you'd normally think of a finer, like a 5 millimeter square gridded
0: pattern. Yeah, it just reminds it's big me of uh, some paper that I used to use in mathematics in school. Had like, uh, I mm-hmm. don't remember why, but it had like seriously chunky grit, dot grids. So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm down on this. I think this one looks yeah. looks pretty cool. So I'm actually going to go
1: for the, the boxcar first to try mm-hmm. that one out just because it's so weird. I want to see how I can... How I can use it and if it works for me last paper good Mike I think everyone knows what this one is the new field notes clandestine edition so it came out yesterday I do not have them in hand they have not arrived they've shipped of course and they've been released on the field notes site what are your thoughts on
0: this one so I don't feel like it's worth playing the game this time <laughs> Yeah, me neither. Um, because I expect we both feel exactly the same about this, which mm-hmm. is that it's mm-hmm. like it's a cool idea. I mean, black on black is just like you're really appealing to a seriously core part of the Field Notes audience. But I reserve judgment on these until I see them because yeah. I think it's all about that cover. And, and from the way they've, they've described it, um, it like, it's called Urban Grave, Metallic Crown Foil. Uh, laid in an an mm-hmm. enigmatic dark matte finished surface. I need to touch it and see it. And yeah. I bet it's going to be a a favorite of many, right? Like it's like Raven's Wing Mark 2 effectively.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but they've done that before. They have Pitch Black now. I'm not like super thrilled by it. I'm I mean, I'm pretty much on the on the same page as you. Like it's fine. It looks awesome. It's going to be great. It's going to sell well. All those things. Um I, I mean we clearly hold them at a different standard fairly or unfairly and like they did like everything they should do for this for what they are as a brand for this edition and it's really good I want to get them in hand test them out see what they're like I do like the puzzle aspect of it even though that's not really my thing like I'm not gonna participate in trying to figure out all the all the secrets and all that stuff but um we do have. We do have uh, listeners that do. As a matter of fact, the Take Note podcast already has a a shared spreadsheet. We'll link in the show notes of people uh, collaborating to try to figure out the answers to the puzzles in this edition. So I think that's what this edition's about. It's more about the collective uh, puzzle making than necessarily yep. the edition. Because like we've got a lot of black notebooks from them. I like it's not going to go into like my heavy rotation of what notebook I would use. Mm-hmm. So. It's perfectly fine. Because yeah, the subscribers
0: I... get a cipher wheel and there's, like, a, a code yeah. written inside of the notebook. Um, so, you know, like, we always, we look at the year. So this has been a year now, right? Mm-hmm. So we had Coastal, mm-hmm. Three Missions, end papers, and Clandestine. Mm-hmm. Or Clandestine. Clandestine feels to me like a back pocket idea, mm-hmm. right? Like, Because this one, it feels like it fits comfortably in what they are able to produce on an easier basis, right? Like, would be my assumption. And again, I'm really not trying to, like, make assumptions about the way that these companies work, but, like, just as an outsider's perspective. So it's like, we have this idea. It's a fun idea. People will really dig it. We'll use it when we need to use it. That's how it looks. I mean, this may have just been something that they came up with like a week before and they were like, we got it. But it is, Mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say is it is of the three of Coastal, Three Missions, or say the four, and Papers and clandestine. it's clearly the most true to regular form, right? Mm -hmm. Where it is a plain cover with a cool print of the name and then a fun idea that wraps around it. The funny thing is I am one
1: of the more traditionalist field notes fans mm-hmm. right the more basic the edition the better for me in general and i think this is number four out of the list of four releases this year yeah it probably but, is well I, I reckon it'll be on, number
0: three for me because End Papers just yeah. doesn't
1: do it for me yeah but in the grand scheme of things like mm-hmm. it's a really good notebook like it's mm-hmm. gonna be good so uh, yeah great addition fun little, fun movie right little stealth movie oh easily um, they're most
0: high budget looking like this <laughs> this movie is very very good it looks like honestly it was a clip taken out of a high budget movie like it is shot it, yes. fantastically it's lit very well like very very well done uh promotional movie for this one
1: yeah so it's like a minute and a half long mm-hmm. i i can't imagine the work that went in to just capture that minute and a half <laughs> yeah it, it <laughs> looks it's like re- a pretty it's really nice
0: pretty pretty serious thing that they've got going on but but yeah i think that this is a fun edition. this looks like a like it's gonna it'll tick a lot of people's boxes um you know i reckon it will rank probably number three uh for me in the year but i will say you know like We've we said it before, but now we have all of the additions, so we can say it. Like this is probably Field Notes' best year.
1: Yeah, like and there there'll be other years where this notebook would be the number one. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's how good a year they yeah. had. They in, have in my had my estimation.
0: an absolutely excellent year. Like easily for as long as we have been covering them on this show, this is the best year that they've had. There has been no like edition right this year you know right. like and again right. like end papers isn't for me but mm-hmm. i i dig it in a way you know like it's not a notebook that i right. want to use but i can appreciate what they did with that one um right but every all of the other ones are like yeah okay like coastal is one of my probably one of my top five like i absolutely yeah. adore that notebook so bravo field notes. Bravo! You're, probably, yep. you're gonna get another renewal out of me. My renewal's coming up. So.
1: <laughs> yep, I just did it uh, for in papers. So yep, I've a. I think I've only gone like one year without doing it. Oh. Um, so yeah, I'm still on the train. Although
0: I am thinking about just buying one edition every because I'm. I've got so they're just it's building up. It's I need to work yes. out what I'm going to do with all my extras at some point. I, I, I just We're going to talk about to that. Come
1: January ish. Yeah. I've been working on something in the background.
0: Okay. Okay. Cool. That sounds great. Talking about January ish, the holidays will fall between now and January. And I have a great gift idea for you. Brad, should we talk mm. about Harry's? Of course we should. Harry's knows, and we all know, that finding gifts for your loved ones is difficult. Do they really want more socks or pajamas? Why don't you get them something that they'll use every day that they're going to love and that they'll really want? You should buy them a gift from Harry's. Harry's razors and shaving products make the perfect gifts because they're super practical, and once they get immediately hooked on the product it will cost them less than two dollars each per razor because it's really fairly priced you can personalize your harry's razor to make the recipient feel extra special you can choose from multiple razor handle colors and even have the option to engrave it for them which is which is super cool and the harry's gift sets come in ready to gift wonderful gift boxes now brad these these christmas sets these holiday sets are amazing So they've got a new color of the razor. So it's red on one side and blue on the other, which matches the box, which is super cute. The box, it's got like a foily look to it, but it's got like a nice kind of tartan pattern, which is super cool. They have really gone all out on these ones. These are absolutely beautiful. I love it. And I think it's going to make fantastic gifts for people. Um, so th- this is some real good stuff this time. They always do like a special razor around the holiday season, and this red and blue, this this double color one of the Winston, uh, th- this is I- I'm all about it. Like this one is this one is my jam. I think this is a great color combo. Did you know that Harry's makes bath products as well? I did know that.
1: bath soap and body wash, and they are used every day, which is fifty percent more than I use their shaving products. I don't know if I did that math correctly. I'm not really a math person, mm-hmm. but they get used every day. And my razors only get used every other day. So that's a lot more times I use them. So their soap is awesome. That's probably my favorite product of the the um the bath products, but they smell great. They feel great. They are lasting a long time. Like this soap has lasted me for I don't even know. I should've put I should have put a calendar date on it because it's lasted forever. It's a big chunky bar of soap that does not disappear quickly and uh, you know, keeps keeps me fresh like Harry's always does. I
0: know our listeners are gonna hear about this and it's a special offer for listeners of this show. We've partnered with Harry's. This is a special deal and you do this at holidays so you can listen up. You can get $5 off any gift set, including their limited edition holiday sets, when you go to harrys.com penaddict and you'll get free shipping. But this offer is for new and returning customers only available for the holidays. Every Harry's shaving set comes with an ergonomic weighted handle with an option to engrave, German-engineered five-blade cartridges that provide a close, comfortable shave, foaming shave gel for a richer, lathering shave, a travel cover to protect your blades, and a handsome holiday gift box. Or if you're looking to treat yourself, you could redeem a Harry's trial offer and experience the quality of a shave before committing. Get your holiday shopping done early. Free shipping ends on December 12th. So act now. Go to Harrys.com/slash/PenAddict and you'll get five dollars off a gift set while supplies last. That is Harrys.com/slash/PenAddict. Our thanks to Harrys for their support of this show and Relay FM. You ready for this, Mike? Maybe this next topic: mm-hmm.
1: the Kickstarter Vite Dual Nib mm-hmm. Fountain Pen. Yep, we're gonna talk about this. We do not have one. I don't have one coming. I. Don't know much about it, but we've gotten lots of links sent to us by our listeners. And we've had, both independently, had a little bit of conversation with the creator. Mm -hmm. So, if you're not aware what this is, let me explain real quick what we're looking at. So... This is a, what you'd consider probably a traditional style metal fountain pen barrel. You know, not a traditional acrylic barrel, but like if you were looking at a machine fountain pen barrel. But the nib unit are two back-to-back Lamy nibs, like the Safari size nib. And the feeds, I mean, excuse me, the nib tines face each other so the feeds are outwards kind of i guess is the best way you would explain it from your writing position and the nibs are inwards but this uh, this is only because one nibs kind of stacked on top of the other one what this is designed to do is for you to have two separate inks inked up at the same time so there's a chambered style converter that's being custom built for this and a custom built feed to allow for basically two different ink flows in a single pen unit two different nibs two different ink colors all in one pen i don't know if i explained that correctly but we'll have a link in the show notes you can go Mm. get a visual of it so what do you do you want to say anything about what, what i've left out just from from that description
0: no, I don't think so. I mean, like just from a basic level, imagine taking two fountain pens and putting the uh, the feeds on the outside, right? Two nibs mm-hmm. in the middle, and they're back to back. That's kind of what's mm-hmm. what's going on at a very basic level here,
1: right? So, I uh, when once we got this tweet over the weekend, I, I hadn't heard of it at all. No pre-information? Uh, I knew about it from a while like ago,
0: so mm, a couple of months ago or something uh, one of the, the guys involved in this project uh, reached out uh, to Kevin. me Kevin um, yeah, they, they reached out to me to tell me about this pen and they they were going to be in London and they wanted to get my uh, they wanted to see if I could come and take a look at it, and but I was traveling at the time uh, but I asked Kevin to this this was back in July they sent me the information mm-hmm. about it, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, But I was just like, you know, let let let's let me know when you've got it kind of to this level, um, and I'll take a look. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I've heard about it. I've known this project was coming for a while. When he first told me about it, I was like, oh, I don't know if you're going to be able to, to make that work was like my thinking. I was like, it, go it. for it. But it seems like a, a tricky prospect was my initial thought. Mm-hmm. But now that I've seen the design, I mean... I think I can see how this would work. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know about the internals. You know, my my main question, I think, outstands is like, what is the feed system? And and how is that going Mm. on inside of a, what looks to be not a huge barrel, right? Yeah. Um, But just the idea of putting one nib on top of each other back to back, I mean, the thing... Theory holds true to me. Like I see how it could work, not easily, but I see how it could work.
1: So I went into it not knowing anything and went through the project. And of co- initially, I was very skeptical. Anything that's multi-pin, anything mm-hmm. on Kickstarter, immediately raises my red flags. Like immediately, but. And then, like, I went through the pictures, and I'm, like, scrolling through the pictures. I was like, you know, they I always want to see it in use, right? Show me the real action. Um, And there was a lot of, you know, Photoshop pictures and, you know, graphic design type pictures. But the video showed the pen working, and it showed more design elements of the pen. And the more I got through it, I'm kind of like you. as As I went through the project just for my sanity checks, I could get there right like i could see how this could work i don't know if it will work but i could at least imagine this working um then it happened over the weekend kevin the project creator reached out to me said hey i'm doing this pen on kickstarter and you know would love for you to check it out you know take a look at the project let me know what you think uh, <laughs> at that time i was like oh as a matter of fact i have some questions for you so i asked him the everything this pen is 100% based on the feed and cartridge system on how this is going to work. So I asked him that, like I said, the questions we're getting are around the cartridge and how durable is it going to be? If that's your only filling mechanism and you have to keep refilling the same cartridge and you know, are you going to eventually wear down that seal on that? So I, I I kind of asked him that and I'm going to read part of the email that he sent me back and, I I think most of this is pretty evident or or mostly evident in in the campaign, but he wrote back, he said, there's a shot of the cartridges on the main page and a glimpse of the feed section in the video. It is in effect two feeds back to back in a single part. I have more shots to take over the next few days. The reason there are limited shots of the inkwells is that these will be subject to change once the tooling is complete. The overall footprint will stay the same with the hemispherical shape being used to optimize the space inside of the body. So just, um, I'm going to stop right there. The cartridge is basically two D-shaped parts.
0: Yeah, it's two semicircles.
1: Yeah, two semicircles where the center is separated, mm-hmm. right? that's the, It's chambered so off. So you
0: could so. take them out individually, fill them with different colors individually, mm-hmm. um, and load them back into the pen.
1: Yep. So he's, he continues, as you know, this means they will not be a standard size, but will be robust and be designed to be refilled repeatedly. I'm considering including a small component which houses two spare inks for traveling. This would allow the D-shaped cartridges to fit in either side and then be deployed when needed. The way that reads is this is two separate D-shaped cartridges. I pictured it as one unit right. chambered off. Okay. No, I
0: always saw it as two separate cartridges but it's just and I have like as long as it's built well and made of a relatively durable plastic Mm -hmm. I don't have a problem with this like I've never had a converter like wear away or anything yeah like I'm sure on on, on, on a long time scale like it could happen um but I would expect that for as long as someone is probably realistically intending to use this pen as long as the cartridges are made well enough, it should it should suffice.
1: Right. So, I mean, that's the gist of the email. Um, I went ahead and backed it. And because I think it can get there. But what I would say about that is that this seems like the ideal version 2 product. I think there will be some things that can be corrected from version one once it gets out into the wild. So I'd like to help version one get out into the wild. I think this will work. But, you know, would I recommend someone who's not experienced with Kickstarter to jump in on this one? Probably not. But if you want to take a chance on something cool and you think you might use it, I kind of get the feeling just by reading all this that technically it's gonna work. So we'll see. So I'm in, we'll we'll follow it, we'll see how it works out. Um yeah, it, it's gonna be interesting. I I'm anxious to get it. I hope it fulfills, I hope it succeeds. You know, they have a ways to go on the project. Um, I'm fairly certain this will work if it comes to fruition. The second part of that, which I'm completely ignoring, is do you need this? <laughs> That's going to be the biggest question because it's not expensive. It's I think it cost me around $100 US, 105. It's 80 pounds, so it's like 100, 105. It's not expensive, but I, that makes sense you know, based on what's going into it. But do you actually need this? I don't know that I do need this product, Mike. I don't know that I get the benefit of using the two ink cartridges, but I want to see if this works. Mm. So we'll see I'll, I'll keep tracking it, so,
0: yeah, I plan to keep my eye on this one. Um, mm-hmm. It is very intriguing to me just as from a uh design perspective, like just from a problem solving idea mm-hmm. is it intrigued me you know, like as there's a bunch of comments in the chat room, there's a bunch of comments like on the page about the nibs drying out and stuff. It just doesn't really Mm -hmm. feel like an issue to me because I don't think I own a fountain pen that that doesn't try out like after not being used for a period of time. Um, So, you know, it just needs a little bit of coaxing to get started, right? Like I just Mm -hmm. had it this morning. Like I, I uncapped my Aurora, And I was kind of scribbling with it for like a minute before the ink would start moving. You know, like this is just the Mm -hmm. thing that happens. I don't really feel that it's going to be necessarily better or worse because, you know, like one nib isn't being used as frequently. It's just like if you uncapped a second pen, you know, like Mm -hmm. I don't I don't really I don't really share in that concern. Um but I think that this is an intriguing, intriguing idea. Like, because, you know, we're focusing on colors, but it's got interchangeable nibs. You could just use the same mm-hmm. ink get, in two different those, nib
1: sizes. Yeah. And those Lamy nibs are super easy to swap out. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd probably have like an extra fine on one and a stub on one of, on the other side or something, something like that. in Two different colors. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll be fun to play around with. So... Hopefully this works. I
0: I support the idea, and I will back it too for that reason. Because I just think that this is yeah. like... There's just something about it that's, that works for me, kind of from a product design perspective. Yeah. And I would also like to see Kevin get to the point where he could make this pen. I thoroughly expect this pen to have a lot of twists and turns in its production, because it is... Mm-hmm. Quite complex, technically, for somebody's first pen, right, that they're making. But I sometimes think that, like, because Kevin isn't maybe coming to this with the knowledge of having made a bunch of pens in the past, he may be freed up from what is traditional thinking, Sure, and that could lead to an interesting product at the end of it all. Right,
1: right. And uh, that... Also, what you you said right before that, it goes along with my version two thinking. I think this was going to be like. This is one of those products where I don't know there would be iterative iterative change between V one and V two. I think it could be a big jump mm-hmm. in quality, performance, style. Like this is what Kickstarter's for. like to take these ideas and.
0: Um, yeah, like if you know, he works see out what happen. the mechanism, right? Like, because that's what this was about. This this project is about helping him fund the production of the internals of this thing predominantly yep yeah it's you know internals imagine what he could then do if he got that nailed down for future for future products like it could open up a lot of really interesting possibilities so i would like to see this uh product exist so i'm i'm down
1: i'm down we're down on lots of things this episode mike we're just getting started but we have a wonderful new sponsor of the show that uh, I, I, had, I definitely have some things to say about this one, Mike. What you got for us?
0: This episode is brought to you by, as Brad noted, a new sponsor, Kane 11. So Kane 11, they're launching next week, the week of November 19th. This is when their product becomes available. This is something that you don't have. Kane 11 makes socks for exactly your shoe size. They have 11 shoe sizes to choose from, from size 7 to to 17 so us sizes and because of this because they are like making these socks to fit the exact size they're going to be fitting better and more comfortable than any socks you've worn before to celebrate their upcoming launch they're giving away 100 pairs of their socks if you just go to cane11.com you can get uh, you can sign up for a chance to win a pair of socks in your exact shoe size that's k-a-n-e 11.com, kane11.com, kane11.com. I have a couple of pairs of Kane11 socks now. I'm going to be telling you more about these over the coming weeks because Kane11 are going to be sponsoring a few episodes of the show. You want to hear more about these socks. <laughs> when they sent when like I heard about it, I was like how different can it be? Like just to have them in, you know, your exact size rather than the size range. Yeah, very different is what I'll say for now. But you'll hear more about that. So sign up right now and you could win a pair of socks in your exact shoe size so you will have the perfect fit and ultimate comfort every day. Our thanks to KN11 for their support of this show.
1: You want to hear my cane 11 story? You want me to save it for future episodes? I think
0: I want you to save it. I think I want Ooh. I want to tease it because the cane 11 mean. are going to they're going to sponsor the show for a bit, and this is like you all know right. I don't want people to hear all your amazing stories and they can't <laughs> buy the socks yet, right? Like, I want all I right. want you to tell the great stories when they can actually go and buy the socks. Okay, okay,
1: I'll, I'll give a teaser. I'm really happy with them.
0: Good. That's that's good. I'm I'm pleased about that. That that because so am I. I'm pleased you are too, and we'll be able to talk about it more in the coming weeks. Kane Eleven. All
1: right, all right. Let's talk about some not so fun stuff, Mike, that just came across my radar here in the past few days. It's about pricing and products, including a product we know and love and recommend wholeheartedly. The Pilot Metropolitan, Mike, is getting a price change for 2019. And not just any price change, Mike. The price of this pin is going to be $29.50. What are your thoughts? Go.
0: Seems high. <laughs> you think? <laughs> so what was the price before then? Well, you now, could get them for as
1: low as usually 15 to $18. Yeah, so. you see.
0: Now, I, I, when I saw this, I had one thought that jumped into my mind, which was finally we can say there's a different pen. Because I've never been that keen on the Pilot Metropolitan, right? Like, I know lots of people love it and it's a great starter pen. Mm-hmm. Not $30, it ain't. Like, that's too, too much. Right. It, $30 is like hit it into a different price point which I don't think it holds up in.
1: Right, right. And the chat room is saying, well, that's what it should be priced at to begin with. And that's what we agree. I mean, that's why we loved it so much because it was a deal, right? For what that pin was, that's why we recommended it so much because it was excellent for what it was. But this is kind of outrageously raising the price by a lot. Like forty percent, at least, if not more, if not closer to fifty percent, in some cases, like it's crazy, the price change year over year for what's con- was considered their entry level fountain pen. Now they, I know they have lots of other other fountain pens, you know, like the Varsity and you know the Plumix and Penmanship, and even the Kakuno. Hopefully, the Kakuno price isn't getting raised, but. This seems like a lot and I don't I don't know either they were toying with us in the beginning <laughs> or they made a mistake or something happened because this doesn't seem normal and like I understand prices prices have to change, but this seems like a big, big number to
0: me. I just think now that it is equally priced with the Twisby Eco and the Lamy Safari, it has changed the conversation. Yeah, because I think both of those pens are better than the Pilot Metropolitan. Yeah, right. But would 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 say like would agree with the general consensus of recommending the Pilot Metropolitan because it was excellent for its price, which made it a perfect starter pen. But now, I mean, I would I would recommend the Lamy Safari over the Metropolitan for convenience. I think the Safari is a better looking and performing pen. Um, but if you really want the best in that that realm, you would say Twisby Eco because Twisby's nibs are so good, but you then had the complexity of bottled ink. Um but I, I think that this I think that this has been blown wide open now and I'm intrigued to see what fills the Metropolitan's old place. Well what if I told you it was the pilot explorer? I so would that's say, their new... Ew, I don't <laughs> I like I this pen.
1: I don't like this pen either. But now that pen has launched as of this past week or two in the US. It's in the low 20s, something like $22, 23 something like that. This is probably it why is, they've done this. It time, is right? not a... Right. But this is not a good pen. No. Like, it's... I mean, I've gotten the chance to see them and hold them. Like, it's, it's fine. It's fine. But it's not good, right? There's a difference. Um... You know, like if you got the Explorer and you inked it up and you wrote with it, you'd say, this is a perfectly fine fountain pen. But related to its price, related to what else is out there, like it's just not going to hold a candle. It's not going to hold a candle to the Metropolitan. I would never recommend the Explorer over the Metropolitan, I don't think. Um, There'd have to be some really odd reason. So that's why I'm sure they, you know, were able to move that price, but It's just, yeah, it's a weird, weird, weird decisions are being made. But weird decisions don't stop there, Mike. My good buddies at Lamy, you know Lamy. The Crystal Ink that I was talking about, what, it's been months now since those came on the scene. Um, First, you know, they're... Their PR launch, and then they started showing up in the European stores, and we were really happy. Even though I feel the colors are pretty boring and kind of not required, the price of the ink seemed good—thirty milliliter bottles for like eight or nine pounds in the UK. Which, without the VAT, like if I was to order them, it'd be ten fifty US. The pricing came out in the US market. They're going to be $18 in the U.S., Mike.
0: (laughs) Suck it. (laughs) Suck it. You finally have to pay more money for something.
1: (laughs) It's like, I don't know. I mean, in the big picture, that's, that's kind of priced okay. It's kind of like the Pilot Metropolitan. It was really underpriced for the value that it gave you. I felt the Lamy Crystal inks were really underpriced for the value that they were going to give you. $18 $18 for the 30 milliliter bottle. That's pretty much right on price. Like, that's probably what it should be. But if I go over to Colt Pens and click the button, it's $10.40. So <laughs> I'm throwing my hands in the air on that one. I don't know what Lami's doing, but they're, I guess they're doing what they normally do, which is whatever the heck they want whenever they feel like it. So. That's Lami for you. I just thought I'd bring that up because we spent a lot of time talking about that ink lineup and uh, found it to be
0: interesting and compelling. I'm not so
1: compelled anymore, Mike.
0: They still look good. I I look forward to maybe picking up some of my cheap inks. <laughs> I'll get one. Yeah, I know, right? You'll have them all. <laughs> I'll have one. So
1: yeah, it's just hey, that that's Lami for you. So, <laughs> um. A couple more things uh, before we get into an even bigger topic today. I want to give some shout outs. We've been missing our shout outs on the on the past few episodes. We've been so busy um, with uh, with the shows that I've been forgetting to mention a couple of these. One is self promotional. Mike, I was on the Four Twenty One Archives podcast where they talked to Pen Addict Brad Dowdy. So I had a really good conversation over there about how um, the Pen Addict came to be and how to, what's a, what makes a good pen and, you know, different ink types, lots of 101 type stuff, but it was a really good flowing conversation. I had, I had fun on that. So we'll put the link in the show notes. Second is a podcast that I think it was tweeted at you as well by one of our listeners. It's called Bob and Marge. And I'm very interested in what you have to think Say about this if you've had the chance to kind of go through this, you may not have, but I, I have gone through this. Have you had a chance to listen to Bob and Marge I or read what it's about? It yeah, but I have read about it. Okay, so basically, this is a podcast where the letters between two people, Bob and Marge, during the Korean War, are read in chronological order. And you get to hear like their love for each other and their daily drama and all kinds of neat tidbits. And the thing why it was sent to us is because for each episode, you can see the scans of the letters. So you can see their handwriting and all the letters that they wrote between each other while Bob was off in the army and Marge was moving around in her job so it was really neat to see that and then they also sent. there's also um we'll put it in the show notes the link to marge's esterbrook that she wrote these letters with so it was super like <laughs> pen addict adjacent podcast so like her her um esterbrook's a black esterbrook and it's stamped bell system property she was she was working for the Bell companies at the time, but I I like how it says Bell Systems Property, Mike. Like, it's not her personal pen. It's like, this is your work pen and and it may not leave the premises. I thought that was pretty funny. So I've enjoyed that. Like, each episode's only like three or four minutes long, so you could get through like, I don't know how many episodes are out now, like 15 so far. You could get through the whole thing in like an hour. So it's really neat um, how everything's like consecutive chronological through there. So it's really, really cool. I liked it a lot. Finally... One that I've been been holding. Uh, we had a really good post on the Pen Addict from Sarah Reed, who is one of the writers at the Pen Addict. How to keep analog alive in the edit minds. Number one, we got a lot of feedback on that post, or Sarah got a lot of feedback on that, um, about how she writes and edits her books. And by books, I mean... She's getting published, Mike. Her first novel is due out hey. in early 2019. So I wanted to give a shout out to Sarah Reed. So stay tuned to The Pen Addict. Stay tuned to her. Her blog will have a link in the show notes to that. And she's on Twitter at Inkwell Monster. Her novel is coming up soon. So I will be pimping that big time. Congratulations, Sarah. Very proud of you. That's exciting times. So that's our shout outs for this week. I appreciate... I appreciate everyone who sends these things over, uh, even though they were mostly my stuff this time.
0: And this episode is also brought to you by Squarespace. You can make your next move with Squarespace because they will let you easily create a website for your next idea or project. Squarespace very simply allow you to register a unique domain name directly with them. You can take advantage of and customize award-winning templates to let your website look exactly how you want. And you can integrate... Complicated functionality, stuff that would be super difficult to do if you were trying to do it on your own. Stuff like having an online store or creating a portfolio or creating a a player for music so people could listen to your music if you were a band going to your website. Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that lets you enable all of these things with just a few clicks. There's nothing to install or patch. Or upgrade. There kind of isn't really anything to learn either. It's all super intuitive. It's really easy to to work with, but they also have 24-7 customer support. So if you do need help with absolutely anything, they're there for you when you need them. I've been using Squarespace for many years as has Brad both penaddict.com and knock.co both on Squarespace so you know like if we, tr- we trust them like and I have done for like 10 years at this point for various projects that I've had going on Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month you can sign up for a trial today with no credit card required just go to squarespace.com slash penaddict when you decide to sign up use the offer code penaddict to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and show your support for this show once again at squarespace.com slash penaddict and the code penaddict to get 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for their support of this show, Squarespace. Make your next move, make your next website. So continuing
1: our theme of us not talking <laughs> much about the show before the show, aside from our document that we share, how do you want to tackle this next
0: topic, Mike? Well, let me set it up. So right. uh, on the last episode, I, sp- I kind of... Requested that Brad would begin sharing his own personal top five because, for a couple of reasons. One, because I felt it might help add some context to some of the, the picks that Brad made, but also because people come to Pen, the pan Addict and they, they listen to the show because they want to hear what Brad is enjoying because that might be something that they want to get in. So I referred to Brad as being a tastemaker in this industry, which was a phrase that he took um, too heavily.
1: <laughs> Are you saying that before you read what I
0: wrote or after? <laughs> uh, both. Uh, I believe it because at the time you were like, I can't talk about this now. We're going to talk about it next time. Too much to say. And then I read what you wrote today. So I, I know that, that the idea of being a tastemaker is clearly something that is very it weighs very heavily on you
1: i don't know that specifically i would say that you know me better than most people because we can talk about things that we can't talk about in public and i don't mean that in some elusive you know sketchy kind of way but we can talk business behind the scenes you know or things like that without it being out in the open conversation right there
0: are also some things that happen to you when you are what i refer to as micro famous which is what me and brad are like people Mm -hmm. know us but only in a very certain slice of the world but in that certain slice of the world people know who we are and you know in in the pen industry brad has uh, at least in the portion of the pen industry in which Brad operates, he has an opinion that people care about. So when you are in this type of, when you have this type of life, there are things that you can talk about with people that are also in this life that they will understand. But if you talk about publicly, you sound like a tool.
1: Right. <laughs> that's exactly, that's exactly right. Um, that was a, that was a nice word. Um, That wasn't the word I would have used, but yes, agree. So, let me kind of go. So when you said that I had just bit last week, I had just been like thinking about the the reason why it stopped me in my tracks like so quickly is because I had been thinking about that related to like some product I I was looking at. Like it, it just, it was like the perfect timing of wanting to have a longer conversation about why I do what I do and what I believe in. Um, so I guess if I can have the floor for a minute, I'm going to go through some of the things that that kind of set me down a path of, you know, the tastemaker conversation that I just kind of wanted to get out there. I think a lot of people that know me on a personal level know these things already. I don't think I'm saying anything new or novel to them, but there's always new listeners. There's always new followers to the blog. There's always new people that are tuning in or reading reading the things that I do. So um, I'm going to go for it. How's that sound?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to step in. I'm not just going to let you talk. Yes, but like, yes, you, you please. You go for it.
1: Please. But what I wanted to make clear from the jump, and this should go without saying, but this is the internet, <laughs> and it never goes without saying, I'm not curing cancer here. I'm not reversing climate change. <laughs> you know, I'm not changing the world. Like I'm passionate about stationery, Like this is what I do. This is what I am. I've said it in the past. I can't not do this, right? This is who I am like down to my core. It sounds weird to say that I'm that passionate about like pens and paper and inks and stuff, but I can't not do this. This is how i'm built and that's what i built the pen addict on like that type of passion of learning and sharing and conversing and helping that's why the pen addict exists Mm -hmm. and you know when i started that it'll be god we're a couple weeks away from the pen addict turning 11 you know i didn't you know plan on being where i'm at now but you know i just took it as a learning experience and i kept learning things about pens and I kept sharing those things and I kept building the site and luckily enough I'm pretty good at it like those are words you don't say out loud to people I'm good at what I do I think I am
0: I'm very pleased you said that cuz it's hard to talk this is the type of thing that I'm saying that's hard to talk about yeah but at a certain point you have to <laughs> you have to say it right <laughs> like if you're talking about something like this you have to say it and and I agree yeah
1: I like what I do, and I think I'm good at it. I'm very lucky that I could take my passion and make a job out of it. Like, all these things that I enjoy so much, I was able to do something right along the way and turning it into my full-time job. What this has done over, say, these past 10 years... Has kind of changed my perspective. It's changed my day to day. It's changed what people think about me. It's changed how people, you know, read my words, but it didn't change me. Like, as Brad, the person, like, I don't feel that I changed. But I did learn that the words I say and the words I share can move the needle. And that's a responsibility. And it sounds weird to say when you say you have a responsibility to other people and you're not changing the world, <laughs> but people do look to the content I create um, as, you know, important or, you know, for whatever reason they enjoy it. I, I realized it took a while for me to realize that the words I say matter and that they can change things. And I fought that for a long time. Like, I didn't even realize I was doing it right. You don't, I just like, ah, we've talked about it before. You've heard me say a million times, like, I just do what I do, Mike. I don't put a lot of thought into it, right? So I just do what I do. Well, it got to a point where, like, I was actively pushing against that a little bit, you know, just kind of putting it to the side, if you will. Like, okay, there's yeah, my words might mean something, but yeah, I'm not going to take that too seriously. Um but then I realized that people did care what I said. They did care what I thought about products. They did care about my beliefs about companies and they act on those words. I didn't think that would happen.
0: Who do you, who acts on the words? the readers
1: or the
0: consumers
1: of the words like the words i say people would take action on those words right
0: also the 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 companies though
1: and the companies sure 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 so yeah i didn't put all that together or i did put it together and chose to ignore it like i no not really you know just no no way (laughs) well turns out yes way <laughs> people will act on the words i say and it took a bad experience for me to figure that out right um you know it was i had a really bad moment last year almost a year ago right now where i got openly agitated about a product and a brand and the way i handled that was not right we're talking and about Baron when Yes. Okay.
0: I just want it. I don't want it to sound like it was a secret because it wasn't.
1: <laughs> it's not. Right? It's public. Yeah. Like all that stuff's out there. I have never deleted anything that I said because I, I stand by everything that I said, but that doesn't mean that I handled the problem correctly. Yeah. And that's when I realized that my words did matter and my actions did matter and my stances on things do matter. And I wanted to refocus that to a more positive path, Mm -hmm. right? I was channeling anger and angst and going down this path of negativity, and I hated it. Like, it was really bad. But it didn't change me. It changed my perception of what I wanted to be and how I wanted to present the things that I do Because I think I have gotten bigger and, you know, more eyeballs on me. And you have to handle yourself a certain way while still remaining true to yourself. And that's kind of the biggest thing. So I kind of accepted. That's the point where it took me a while and I fought it. But I accepted the fact that my words do matter, right? I'm happy that my words matter. I'm proud that people want to know what I'm thinking. And what my opinions are, and what I like, and what's good and what's bad. And I want to live up to those people's expectations of me to provide them answers that they're looking for. Because that's how I started. I went out looking for answers to the questions I had about pens. And now people come to me looking for those answers, and I want to be able to help them. And I want the way I treat everyone to reflect that. You know, I, you know, I want to live up to. expectations of the community as someone who has a voice and a platform to share these things and you know i just want to keep building like this is awesome like i'm so lucky to be able to do this it's it's crazy so i did change and that's really like only like in the past year so i just wanted to say this is like really hard for me to say I'm really good at what I do (laughs) you know I it's not my style to come out and say that but I think I'm
0: really good at what I do you have built a business which supports your family because of the fact that you are good at this like this is not a thing that many other people in the world are able to do you know, like, you make... I mean, this is this is like a whole other train for probably <laughs> another time, which we'll probably never get to, but yeah. you make money from blogging, which is an incredibly difficult thing to do today. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like, you have multiple revenue streams based upon the fact that you created the pen addict, and the only reason that pe- people... People don't go to the pen addict just because it ranks high on Google, Right. But, like, and then there's, like, a reason it ranks high on Google. Like, you don't SEO it. It's just people want to go and find your information. So, like, it's just ranked higher because your opinion is the opinion that matters. Like, you are the guy. This is what you are. Like, you don't even have, like, it's not because you have a particularly good brand or web address, right? right? Like, it just all works. I mean, we look at it now and, like, in the wider pen community, pen addict has just become a phrase, right? Which right, is right. a lot of the time devoid from you even. And that mm-hmm. shows purely how big everything has gone over time. And this is all related to the fact that you are, yes, very good at what you do.
1: Yeah. So, and I want to make sure I act and work and communicate in a way that reflects that, right? Like, the words I say are important. Yes, Mike, I am a tastemaker. Like, the things I say change things. They can change things, you know? Whether it's perception, whether it's, you know, black and white numbers, anything. So, I'm happy I got to the point where, like, I can do that. Like, I don't, you don't go in thinking like, you know one day i'm going to change how this company thinks about how they do business i mean no one thinks that but sometimes it just kind of happens and my goal now is just to reflect and build and communicate and share like everything i have the best way possible in the most open transparent ask me anything and I'll tell you way because that's what I believe in and I just want people to understand that when they're working with me or dealing with me or asking me questions or listening to me that you know the things I say even though they are my job I always keep your best interests first and foremost you know in the top of my head Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I'm also, I mean, I I didn't know a better way to say this, but I'm in the business of me, right? I have to work a certain way and I believe in what I'm doing. Like I'm passionate about these things and I care about these things. And if I didn't, I don't think y'all would be listening to me, right? Like if I was fake or phony or full of crap or, you know, didn't, you know, really care about the products that I talked about, y'all wouldn't give me the time of day, nor should you. Mm So I always try to just operate in the way that, you know, it's very simple, you know, treat others like you want to be treated. And that's the way I run any business aspect that I do, you know, any, you know, the blog, the podcast, knock. you know, I don't, I do things that I feel like are normal and easy, but they don't always come off that way. So I guess that's mostly it. (laughs) I'm a tastemaker, Mike. And I'm proud of it and I'm going to keep working at it and I'm going to keep sharing and I'm going to keep believing and you know, I'm going to prop up the people in this community. I'm going to prop up the companies that I believe in and I'm going to enjoy everything that comes my way because of it. I'm going to enjoy this pen and this paper and that ink and you know, I hope y'all enjoy it too. Like I, that's, that's how I operate and I hope You know, this didn't come off too tooly, but sometimes you just gotta stop and like kind of lay it out there on the table. You know, um, just from like a, a personal level, especially since this is a business now, right? Like, it's a different perspective all the way around. So, you know, it's uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing what I do. I've had a really good past year of changing my focus to just staying positive while still being critical and opinionated because that needs to happen too, right? Yep. This is that whole conversation we had a year ago about, you know, how to handle negativity and things. And there's, there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. So I've been working on that and, uh, I, I hope it's coming through and I think it is. And,
0: uh, yeah. So, that's that, so this is just a really long way to say that, that Brad will be talking about what he likes <laughs> right? But I'm pleased that you're able to get to a point where you can come to terms with it in a you know in a good way, um, yeah. and use it as a base to do more of what people want you to do. So I'm very yeah. pleased.
1: Yeah, so I put in this link, you know, and we'll just talk about it for a second. Because I I did a review on Monday of the Muji 2B pencil, which you were there for me to purchase. Mm -hmm. And just to give you a little insight about this post, the amount of detail that I considered writing about this pencil would have taken pages more (laughs) than what I wrote. Because I'm that obsessive about these products. And I think. That's that's what I enjoy doing. Is like breaking down a product. I don't care if it's a 50 cent pencil. I don't care if it's a 500 dollar pen. Like I like breaking them down. Trying to figure them out. I'll also tell you. Whether I think it's good or bad. But I want to figure out other things too. And. This stinking 50 cent pencil. Sent me down a path. That I was giddy over. And that's why I think I'm good at what I do. Because I get. Stupidly happy. About. The markings. On the barrel. Of a 50 cent pencil. And what font they're in. And how that relates to the other Japanese pencils. That's. Completely normal for me. Yeah. That is no second thought. That I was going to do that. Like. It didn't even register with me not to talk about that. And there was so much more to talk about that I didn't talk about because it was even stupider than that, right? <laughs> I, like, I looked at one of the wood slats for this pencil compared to a different natural wood pencil and how the slats laid together. It's, it's, really, it's really crazy <laughs> how, how my brain works sometimes. But like you take that little example... And you multiply it by the entirety that I've been doing this in my entire life where I lived this life before I started sharing it online. And I believe that's why I'm here today. It's just who I am. Like, Mm -hmm. that's how I work. This is what I enjoy. And I'm going to share it with people. And I hope you like it. And
0: I think they do. If you would like to find Brad's work, contact Brad, tell him how much you love him. Uh, You can go to Twitter, he's at dowdyism, penaddict on Instagram, twitch.tv slash penaddict. Anything going on with the Twitch? What you got coming up?
1: Oh man, I've been really slow on the Twitch. I might try to get a stream up on Thursday. I've been very inconsistent and you know my consistency is the key mm-hmm. on Twitch. Um, why don't you pimp your Twitch because there was a new one out new uh, new podcast episode this out for Playing for Fun and you've been very active on there. So you pimp yourself because okay. I haven't been doing a good job.
0: So Playing for Fun is uh, the show that I do with uh, Tiff Ament, the host of Make Do on Relay FM, where we pick a video game every Every month uh, that we love and we talk about it and we talk about just the good stuff. So even if I would say even if you're not a big video game person, even if you sometimes listen to some video games, but you haven't played the game that we're talking about every month, I think it's worth checking out because it's just two best friends talking about something that they enjoy wink wink like the pen addict right so there's a lot you know there's a lot of just niceness to find in it but we do stream uh we stream now every friday at 10 a.m this is new we we now are on our schedule um and i think that that helps people right now we're playing half-life which is my first time playing the game um, yeah, I will say that I am not immediately in love with this, and I'm I'm really mm-hmm. hoping that uh, I, I'm getting more grips of the game as we go through. Uh, but it's yeah. not easy for me. But yeah. uh, we. I laughed. There.
1: I laughed when y'all chose that because that game predates you. That was like a heyday game for me, mm-hmm. right? Where that was like it. That was like what you played, and it was amazing. But that was kind of like before your cycle.
0: Yeah, Tiff finds it unacceptable that I haven't played it. Yeah. It's worth checking out. Um, But I'm also... Follow me on Instagram. I'm imike, I-M-Y-K-E on Instagram. You can find show notes for this episode at relay.fm slash penaddict slash 334. Thanks again to Kane11, Harry's, and Squarespace. For their support of this show, and we'll be back next time. Oh, by the way, uh, two weeks time we're going to do a big episode of pen horror stories. We've been saving them up; we've got loads in. Um, and also, hashtag Ask TPA questions. So, if you have a horror story or a question that you want to send in, please do. Uh, and full episode, full episode. Where can people? You can tweet with the hashtag Ask TPA for the questions. Uh, but where can they send the horror stories? Uh, hello at penatic
1: and I have got. Gosh, I bet we've got a dozen or so that we haven't read yet. So, um, yeah, that, STPA, we're just going to dedicate an entire episode to catching up on all those things because we've been so busy recently.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's going to be in two weeks' time. Until then, yep. say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.